All right, so today we're going to be talking about the Cars, the 1980s new wave slash pop rock group that's just too hard to hate. Um, yeah, the Cars' first three albums, simply what the first one was simply called The Cars, released in 1978. Then you had Candio in 90, 1979 and Panorama in 1980. Uh, those first three albums rather easily put them into Rock's pantheon. In fact, if you look at their debut album alone, it's really quite a collection of pop songs that even some standard detractors of synth pop rock might hesitate to condemn because they're just such likable songs and they're a likable band. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. The Cars were named Best New Artist in the 1978 Rolling Stone Reader's Poll. Not that Rolling Stone is necessarily the arbiter of all that is good or anything like that, but, you know, it means something. And their fifth album, Heartbeat City, features one of their best-known songs, Drive. Um, even if you are not familiar with all of their songs, there's a chance you've heard that somewhere, like on the radio. Well, you probably already heard some of their other songs, too. Um, but, you know, that's one of their most commonly played songs, at, at least in my experience. Obviously, you might want to check out the albums that were re-released -re with remastered audio. In my opinion, this new higher quality sound is a noticeable addition to the band's songs. And sometimes remastered versions don't improve an album, or they might even make songs sound worse. But in my humble opinion, I think they got it right with the cars. Um, definitely, you know, you want clearer sound with a band like that. Um, this is, even though I often have said that my preference is for, you know, bands that have kind of a rougher sound, I think that this would be one of those exceptions to that rule, you know. It's hard to say what my favorite song by The Cars is, but it's probably a tie between just what I needed and moving in stereo. I'm trying to think of what their worst song might be, and it's really not an easy task. I guess maybe their song Let's Go sounds a bit more like a song where they didn't really bring that much new to the table. Like, perhaps they phoned it in a little bit compositionally. But it's still a good track anyway. You know, I'm just not even trying to trash talk it. I'm just, try just trying to think of what their worst song would be if I really had to pick one. That might be what one of the ones that I would go with. Even if you're not really a big fan of the Cars, I think there's a definite nostalgia factor here too. Sort of like the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Even if neither of those things knock your socks off in terms of enjoyment, I think hearing them and seeing them will still take you back to the, you know, uh, good old days. In the case of the cars, it's the, the 1970s and the 80s, and they represent that era in a very big way. And, you know, I gotta admit, I was not, I was not even born when some of these albums by the cars were coming out and was only about five years old when Ferris Bueller came out, like if we want to have a time reference here. But you know what I mean about the nostalgia thing. It's just, 
this is a quintessential slice of the 1980s. Even if you weren't there, I think exposure to stuff like this is really the essence of, you know, the 1980s. Of course, you could also watch slasher movies and, of course, you know, some classic sci-fi from the 1980s, like Gremlins or something like that. Mr. T, you know, um, Miami Vice, the Ninja Turtles. Like, if, if you put all this stuff together, you could have a 1980s overdose. So, uh, you know, be a little bit careful about that. Uh, this is an, another band that went on a pretty lengthy hiatus. Then they came back years later for one last hurrah. And unfortunately, two, you know, definite key members of the band are already dead. So, um, you know, that would be Rick Ocasek and Benjamin Orr. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. On that note, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you who the uh, members of the band are. I'm, I'm actually just uh, going to type that in. So we got Rick Ocasek, Elliot Easton, Benjamin Orr, Greg Hawks, and David Robinson were the, uh, you know, the band members. <laughs> and um, let's see. The band's also memorable for the visual distinction between guitarist and singer Rick Ocasek who was also on rhythm guitar and uh, the singer and bassist Benjamin Orr, who I mentioned earlier. You know, I won't bother elaborating too much on this other than to say the two looked, you know, significantly different. It's a bit like the distinction between Rick Nielsen and Robin Zander from the band Cheap Trick. I, I think I think you'll know what I'm seeing if or what I'm saying if you're um, looking into what these people look like. They're just a little different. It's also kind of nice how Rick Ocasek and Benjamin Orr shared vocal duties. You know, that there's always like a sense of a band having some, you know, uh, I don't know, closeness to them when they do that. It's a, it's a little bit more, um, you know, I don't know, perhaps emotional if you have like duets or um, a band changing uh, vocal duties, like one person takes over from another or something like that. The cars are also known for having attractive girls in their music videos or pretty girls, you could say, such as the videos to Tonight She Comes, which is quite a sexual title, I know, and the song You Might Think. If you were a teenage heterosexual boy, these videos and the, the covers to their albums, like Candio, were probably some major selling points. And I'll just say it, those are some hot chicks. I guess the only downside to those sorts of videos is that they can actually distract from the music if you're really focusing on that or trying to. And they might even make you feel a little bit guilty for checking them out. You know, like like you're a bad, bad boy. Well, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Um, you could imagine. Um, anyway, the cars were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. They're definitely one of the greatest bands of the 1970s and 1980s, which is why they were a shoe-in for that particular distinction. Obviously, there were 
likely going to make it into the Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, Robert Palmer, the music critic for the New York Times and Rolling Stones, described the Cars' musical style as this. They have taken some important but disparate contemporary trends, punk minimalism, the labyrinthine synthesizer and guitar textures of art rock, the 50s rockabilly revival, and the melodious terseness of power pop, and mixed them into a personal and appealing blend. Well, goddamn, Robert Palmer sure was a wordsmith, because I really couldn't have described it better myself, and uh, I won't even bother trying to. The surviving original members of the Cars did reunite in 2010 to record the band's seventh and final album, titled Move Like This, which is released in May 2011. But of course, since that time, as I said before, Rick Ocasek died. And, uh, you know, it's sad. But what can you do? I also think that the complete Greatest Hits album should be included in any list of the best Greatest Hits albums that a person you know, would construct if they're including rock music in it. Um, obviously, if you're only making a list of, like, the greatest punk bands or the greatest metal bands or something, you're probably not going to have the cars, but if you're just looking at bands that were very impactful and who have a great collection of greatest hits, well, they're a shoe in for that. So that's basically all I have to say about the cars. Um... So uh, they're my band recommendation of the day. You've probably heard them already, but go ahead and check them out if you um, are so inclined. That's uh, all I got to say. Have a good day.